صلى الله عليك يا رسول الله صلى الله وسلم عليك وعلى أهل بيتك المظلومين صلى الله وسلم عليك يا سيدي ويا مولاي وابن مولاي يا أبا عبد الله يا رحمة الله الواسعة ويا باب نجاة الأمة ويا عبرة كل مؤمن ومؤمنة غريب مظلوم كربلاء يا ليتنا يا ليتنا كنا معكم سادتي فنفوز فوزا All of us together, we place our hands on our chest and raise our voice. Assalamu ala al-Husayn wa ala Ali ibn وعلى أولاد الحسين وعلى أصحاب الحسين ورحمة الله وبركاته قال الله تعالى في محكم كتابه الكريم وقوله الحق وهو أصدق الصادقين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما
as a gift to the soul of Sayyidina wa Mawlana wa Habibi Qulubina al-Imam al-Hussein and his companions recite the second salawat. For Allah to shower onto this gathering with his infinite mercy and compassion to hasten the reappearance of Sayyidina wa Mawlana Sahib al-Asri wa zaman recite the third salawat with the loudest of your voices. Sixty-one years after the migration of Rasulullah from the holy city of Mecca to the city of Medina and the year 61 after the Hijrah and the month of Muharram and specifically on its 10th day was the darkest day in human history and tonight I want to share with you glimpse a glimpse from what occurred on the 10th of Muharram from the best of historians and that is your Imam the 12th Imam Al-Imam Al-Mahdi he writes a ziyarah and he gives it to the Shia and he says, if you were to visit Imam Al-Husayn on the 10th of Muharram, this is how you must greet him. And it's known as Ziyarah Al-Nahiyya Al-Muqaddasa. There, it's a long Ziyarah, inshallah, tonight when you go home, you read it and you contemplate on the Ziyarah. In one portion, he says, and you stood, speaking to Imam Al-Husayn. And you stood like a lion, holding on to the sword of Dhulfiqar, defending yourself and defending your tents, defending the woman and the children, and repelling the enemies of God. And you reminded them of your father, Ali ibn Abi Talib. So they could not, they could not attack you man to man. This is what the Imam says. Instead, they surrounded you from all sides, not coming up to him with a sword. They were cowards. They would not dare to come close to Hussein. So they showered you with their arrows. An arrow fell into the heart of Imam al-Hussein. Directly in his heart. Imam al-Hussein immediately, he took the blood from the arrow. Gushing out from his heart. And he put it on his beard. Telling us that if that drop from the heart of Imam al-Hussein, that blood would drip 
on the soil of earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would punish all its citizens. Out of mercy and compassion, he stood fatigued, tired. They surrounded him from every angle, stabbing him until he descended from his horse. He fell off the horse. So Imam al-Mahdi says the horse went back to the tents, but it went back without his master, Imam al-Hussein. When the woman saw that this horse is full of blood, without Imam al-Hussein, Imam al-Mahdi says they came out of their tents, crying, weeping, wailing. They went and they stood somewhere. If you go to Karbala, you see there's somewhere called Tellu Zainabi. This is where Sayyidah Zainab would overlook the battlefield. They stood there. What did they see? They saw Shimr approaching Imam al Hussein, grabbing onto the beard of Imam al Hussein. But it didn't stop there. Afterwards, Imam says, peace be upon, he says, this is what the Imam says, peace be upon the lips which were bleeding from thirst. Peace be upon every limb which was suffered from Hussein. They cut every limb from his body. Then he says, the tents were burnt. The women were taken as captives. They were paraded from one city to another. And the head of Aba Abdullah al-Hussein was paraded throughout the Muslim world. We need to connect with this tragedy, brothers and sisters. This is why I began my Discussion with the Masa'ib of Imam al-Hussein. Tonight, I don't have much to offer. Besides the fact that we need to sit and cry for Imam al-Hussein and his tragedy and remember his tragedy and his Masa'ib. Until they reach the palace of Yazid. Again, those are the words of the 12th Imam. He said, peace be upon the lips that were beaten by the whip of Yazid. He put the head of Imam al-Hussein and he began to whip the head of Imam al-Hussein. I don't know how I can say this. Honestly, I don't know how, to, how I can say this. He would pour wine on the head of Imam al-Hussein. But the hate mongering and the hate did not stop there. They buried Imam al-Hussein. They put him in his grave with his 72 companions. You would think that this would be the end of their hate mongering, but no, this was just the beginning. 
Those people that took the body of Imam al Hussein from us were the first group of the enemies. They took his body. But then people would want to visit Imam al Hussein's grave and they were not given permission. They were not allowed to go visit Imam al Hussein's grave. Imam al Hussein's grave in the time of Al Mutawakkil al Abbasi was destroyed. In the time of Bani Umayyah and Bani Abbas, if you visit Imam al Hussein, it equals death. You will be killed. Even if you mention Hussein, you mention his story, you shed tears for him, you will be killed. You cannot mention him, you cannot utter his name. Many occasions, many occasions, over and over and over again, they tried to destroy the grave of Imam al Hussein. At a point in time in history, my beloved brothers, sisters, if you were to visit Imam al Hussein, you would have to give your right arm. And this is not a Shia source. Reliable Sunni historians, they say, that people would give their right arm just to visit Imam al-Hussein. And the following year, they say, we take the right. He says, last year you took my right arm. This year I'm offering you my left. Take it. But I want to go and visit Hussein. How can such a man survive? How can such a name survive? Reliable Sunni historians, popular Sunni historians. This is not just in the Shi'i books. Say on the 10th of Muharram, there was a fight over the severed head of Imam al-Hussein. Who's going to take it? There was a fight on who's going to burn down the tents. Who's going to take the orphans as prisoners of war? How can such a man survive throughout history, 1,400 years, so that today in the United States of America, in this city, thousands and thousands of people flood so that they can show their love, their devotion to Imam al Hussein? Fast forward to 2015, after all those tragedies and everything that I just shared with you, 2015, there was a woman, an old woman, walking to the shrine of Imam al-Hussein with a six, seven-year-old boy. So they told her, you're very frail. You can't walk. This walk is going to be extremely burdensome. It's going to be extremely difficult for you. Why are you coming during this walk? It's hot. She says, listen, I've come all the way from Basra, 800 kilometers, and I've been walking with this young boy. Why? 
She says, because this was the peak of ISIS. The peak of ISIS and Iraq. All the Za'ireen of Imam al-Hussein were subject to a possible terrorist attack. Many terrorist attacks took place. Many of them were killed. So this woman says, I saw in the news that his mother and father, his mother and father were killed. ISIS detonated a bomb. I lost my son and my daughter-in-law. ISIS killed them while they were walking towards the ziyarah of Imam al-Hussein. While they were walking towards Arba'in. So what did you do? What did she do? She said, I grabbed him, my grandson, and I said, let's walk. I told her, why? She says, because I didn't want two of the za'areen of Imam al-Hussein to decrease in number. How is this possible? Somebody loses her son. She loses her family, then she grabs this boy and she says, let's go and walk to the shrine of Imam al-Hussein. If you have gone to the ziyarah of Imam al-Hussein, you will see. There is people walking. There is people limping. There is people on crutches. Wallah, there is people crawling. Because they do not have the ability to walk and they cannot afford crutches. Crawling to Hussein. The young, the old, the rich, the poor, the famous. Every single person walks and chants Labbaika Ya Hussein. We are here out of love. We are here, we've left our homes, we've left our businesses, we've left our comfort to come and repay our oath of allegiance to you, Ya Aba Abdullah. Why? Because we, the lovers of Hussein, we who attribute ourselves to Hussein, we who are known to be Husseini, Hussein is our soul. You cannot take our soul from us. We would be dead without Hussein. We'd be nothing without Hussein. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam says, if you want to know if you're a mu'min, Check your heart. If there is a burning flame within your heart that calls out, Ya Hussein, know that you are a mu'min. Who's put that burning flame within you? Who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put a burning flame of love of passion for Imam al-Hussein and the hearts of the mu'mineen. And nobody can take that away from you. Nobody. On the 10th of Muharram, Imam Zainul Abidin says, you know the Imam was ill in his tent. He wasn't able to see what was happening but when they dragged him out of his tent 
He says, he says, I looked and I could not believe what I was seeing. My family, my brothers, my cousins, my father, my uncle, slain, beheaded in such a way. The best of the companions of Rasulullah, Amir al-Mu'mineen, Imam Hassan, Imam Hussein, killed in such a way. I saw the children running from one tent to another trying to survive the fire. I was about to die. In that moment, Imam Zainul Abidin says, Sayyida Zainab, she saw me. She said, Oh, my beloved nephew, oh, the only man who's left from the progeny of Ali, oh, the inheritor of the Imamah, be patient. This is easier said than done. A woman who's lost her children, her brothers, she's taken as captives. She's seen every possible misery within less than a few hours. She's not breaking down. She's not crying. She's not wailing. But she is comforting her nephew, Imam Zainul Abidin. She said to him, Ya Zainul Abidin, things look horrible right now. Indeed they are, but let me tell you, there was an oath from Allah, a pledge from Allah, a promise from Allah to Rasulullah. From Rasulullah to Imam Ali, passed on to Imam Hassan, given to Imam Al-Hussein. That after all this is over, Allah will create people who will demonstrate their love for Hussein. who will cry for Hussein, who will build a mausoleum for Hussein, and his grave will be like a shining star to the entire world. Nobody would be able to deny Hussein his right to rise, to shine. Then she says, but the a'amma of kufr, the leaders of kufr, injustice, tyranny, hypocrisy, Evil, malice, they will gather and they will do whatever they possibly can. They'll create Taliban, they'll create ISIS, they'll create Al-Qaeda, they will create anything possible. They will spend millions and billions of dollars to destroy the grave of Hussein. So that Hussein will no longer be remembered and known, but they face what? They face Allah. Allah has a different plan. What is Allah's plan? To allow Hussein to rise every day. And they cannot withstand Allah and the will of Allah. This is a promise from Sayyida Zainab on the 10th of Muharram 1400 years ago, despite the odds. So, brothers, tonight. On this night, when you gather here, commemorating Imam al-Hussein, ask yourself one thing. 
decide to lose. Join Hussein. Look how rich he is. Look how powerful he is. He has a last plan. And if you want to be successful in life, if you want to live a life of peace, tranquility, in this dunya, and if you want to be united with Imam al-Hussein, his companions, Rasulullah, and his forefathers, this is a decision you make right now. And like I said, Imam al-Hussein's companions were selected individuals. They were chosen individuals. You don't just randomly show up. It's a rigorous process. But you are the man for the job. You are here. This is the beginning of the journey. Continue the journey for the rest of your life with Imam al-Hussein. Have a passion for Imam al-Hussein. One day, a man by the name of Hussein, the grandson of Abu Hamza Thamali, you know Dua Abu Hamza Thamali, the Dua that's created in the month of Ramadan. He says, I wanted to visit Imam al-Hussein, but I was extremely afraid. I was scared. He said, I arrived in the midst of the night, on a dark night. I found the grave of Imam al-Hussein. I was about to go. I was about to give my visitation. I was stopped. So obviously he was scared. He said, I'm not going to take no risks. Let me go back. He said, I went in hiding. A few hours later, I came. And I was stopped again. But this person stopping me was gentle. I knew it can't be one of the people of Bani Umayyah who are stopping me. So... Who is this person? So I asked him, why are you stopping me? Don't you know there's going to be a sunrise? And if the sun rises, I cannot be here. I cannot finish my ziyarah of Imam al-Hussein. Allow me to visit Imam al-Hussein. This is in the book, Jama'ul Ziyarat. By Ibn Quliwayh. An authentic book. He says, I am an angel designated to guard the grave of Imam al-Hussein. So why don't you let me? Because Musa has been given permission to come and visit Imam al-Hussein. Musa Kalimullah is here visiting Imam al-Hussein. He's being honored here. The hadith says every prophet and every messenger of God seeks permission. Seeks permission. It's not like, you know, Mexico or Hawaii, or Alaska, or South France, or Italy, that you just book your flight and you show up there. No. Prophets of God, Ibrahim, Musa, Isa, angels. Hadith say, those are not my words, angels queue up for a hundred years before they're given permission to visit Imam al-Hussein. 
to descend on his grave. What happened that you were chosen to be here? You were given permission to be here. Where we don't live close to Karbala. This is our Karbala. Assalamu alaikum, ya Aba Abdullah. Here I am. Imam al Hussein's wanted you to be here. He's chosen you. You are blessed. One day, and I want to continue with this, one day a person comes into the presence of Imam al-Sadiq, Muawiyah ibn Wahab. Not the Mal'oon Muawiyah. No, this, this Muawiyah, salamullah alayhi. He is a good Muawiyah. He was one of the companions of Imam al-Sadiq. His name happened to be Muawiyah. He said, I entered onto Imam al-Sadiq. He was praying when he finished his salah. He went to sujood and he cried until his beard was full of tears. He said, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, O you the one who has chosen us, O you the one who's chosen the last messenger of God from us, you've given us knowledge, you've given us authority, you've given us love in the hearts of the believers, O Allah. Forgive me. Listen to this. Subhanallah. Allahu Akbar. Those are the words of Imam al-Sadiq. Your Imam. Forgive me and my brothers, the visitors of the shrine of Imam al-Husayn. My grandfather Hussein. He calls them his brothers. And Imam al-Sadiq prays for them. Imam al-Sadiq asks for forgiveness for them. A few nights ago I told you an unborn fetus because it's sinless. It's pure. It says to Allah, I won't enter paradise without my mother. And Allah says, yes. He honors an unborn child and grants the mother Jannah. Imagine the dua of Imam al-Sadiq. Forgive them. Then he continues to say, oh Allah, they have left their homes. They have left their comfort. Despite the odds, despite our enemies mocking them, they have made this journey. They have spent their money. They have gone out of their way. They have endangered themselves. Why? Show us love. To show their devotion to us. Oh Allah, then he says, have mercy upon those who walk towards the shrine of Hussein. Oh Allah, have mercy upon those who left their families behind to visit Hussein. Oh Allah, send your mercy upon those who spend their money going to the visitation of Imam al-Hussein. Oh Allah, have mercy upon those who put their cheeks on the grave of Hussein. O oh Allah, have mercy upon those individuals who were sunburned walking towards Hussein. And then he says, O oh Allah, I entrust them to you. You take care of them. And if they were to die in the process, 
Oh Allah, you must quench their thirst on the day of judgment. You know what the hadith says? The hadith says when Imam Hussein was slain, his ruh, his nafs, his soul ascended to the arsh of Allah, to the right side of the throne of God. I don't know what that means. All I know is it's the closest entity to the Almighty God subhanahu wa ta'ala because God is not sitting on a throne. This, I don't think the and mujtahids and fuqaha can explain to you what that means, right? So the hadith says, Man zara al-Husayn kaman zara Allah fi arshah. It just cannot get more phenomenal than that. If you visit Hussein, it's as if you visited God on his throne. Those are not my words. And some people say, Sayyid, this is such an exaggeration. How could this be? A person comes to Imam al-Sadiq and he says to him, Ya ibn Rasulullah, I've come to, I've, I've just returned from Hajj. Imam al-Sadiq says, how many Hajj have you gone? He says, 19. He says, do one more and it will be equivalent to one ziyarah of Imam al-Husayn. Do one more and it will be equivalent to one ziyarah of Aba Abdullah, Sayyid al-Shuhada. Why? Why is God so generous with Hussein? You, you want to know why? Because there was nothing he could have given more. Imam Al-Mahdi says, As-salamu ala al-jism al-salib. How can we even translate this? They even took his clothes. He had children. He gave all his children. If he had 70 more, he would have given them. If he would have had 7,000 more, he would have given them. And throughout the whole process, he says, In kana hadha yurdiq, hatta Oh God, I am pleased. Thank you for choosing me. He did not flinch. He did not hesitate. You're the followers of Hussein. How can we ever go back to sin? Knowing that maybe our name will be erased off. Those who Imam al-Hussein wants to invite to Karbala. Like I told you, visiting Imam al-Hussein is an honor and a privilege bestowed upon angels and prophets of God. Don't think that, no, inshallah, whenever I want, I'll make a plan and I'll be there in Karbala. That's not the case. You have to be chosen. Your name has to be written. And the hadith says... A few things about the visitors of Imam al-Hussein. Tonight is the night of Aza. I want to start my Aza. One is that when you enter the grave of Imam al-Hussein at any given time, there are 70,000 angels. How they look, they're described by the Imam. 
Allah has created 70,000 angels specifically for the grave of Imam Al-Husayn. They look pale and a state of mourning, sadness, sorrow, crying surrounding the grave of Imam Al-Husayn. Writing down the names of his za'reen. Not only that. Praying, supplicating, doing istighfar. When you visit Imam al-Husayn, they write your name. When you leave, Allah gives the thawab of the angels to you, the za'ar of Imam al-Husayn. Take it. 70,000 angels praying, take it. Take their, take their thawab. Take it with you. This is how I honor Hussein. Number two, 4,000 angels. As soon as you become a za'ar of Imam al-Husayn, 4,000 angels will escort you to your home and they will never leave you. They will be with you until the moment you die, they will walk behind your janazah. And they will continue to do istighfar for you until the day of judgment. Number three, you are greeted by Fatima al-Zahra. She receives you. Number four. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam is the one that gives salams to you. He's there. When you're there, Rasulullah starts. Before you even say salam, assalamu alaikum Abu Abdullah, Rasulullah tells you. You are my beloved. You're here to visit Hussein. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be with you. And more importantly, more importantly than anything else, you go and you connect with your imam. It's a, it's a sign of love, brothers and sisters. If you have not yet gone to the visitation of Imam al-Husayn, make sure you decide you're going to visit him as soon as possible. With a group, without a group, with difficulty or with ease, make it happen. And the hadith say every penny that you spend in going to visiting Imam al Hussein will be repaid to you. And Allah says, the most important books of the Muslims say, Sunni and Shia, Allah blessed Hussein with a few things. One, Allah has blessed the soil of Karbala that carries this grandson of Rasulullah. That Shifa, cure, is in the soil of the grave of Imam al Hussein. Cure. I don't have time to give you stories. There are people in this gathering who have seen it firsthand. What the soil of Imam al Hussein does to an ill person who is dying, it resurrects the dead. Number two, and next to the grave of Imam al Hussein, dua is mustajab. You go to him, you raise your hands in dua there, your dua is mustajab. One day a person was going. 
towards Karbala, one of the companions of the Imams. He says, why are you going there? He says, the Imam has hired me to go and pray for him there. So this man was confused. Why is the Imam hiring someone to go to Karbala to pray for the Imam? Isn't he an Imam? So he says to him, he said, Ya Imam, why did you have to hire someone and send him to Karbala? Why don't you just pray for yourself? He says, Alam ta'lam bi'anna lillahi biqa'an yuhib an yud'a fiha fayujib. Allah has special places that he has chosen and he wants you to be there to pray there he would grant you your haja. The greatest of them is Karbala. And number three, And the imams, the nine imams are from the progeny of Hussein and the twelfth is from the progeny of Hussein. This is how Allah has honored him. And tonight, though we cannot be in Karbala, but we can transfer our souls to Karbala. We will go from here to Karbala and we will Give him our oath of allegiance on a night like this when Imam al Hussein was sharpening his sword. He was reading his own eulogy. Sayyidah Zainab comes and says to him, Oh, my brother, how can I hear you speak of death in such a manner? How can I hear this? Sayyid as Imam al Hussein says, Oh, my sister Zainab, tomorrow after I go, I want you to take care of the orphans. And I want you to observe patience. And I want you to continue this journey. There, a few of the companions of Imam al Hussein stood up and they repaid their oath of allegiance to him. You all know this. And they stood with him. And they gave their life for Imam al Hussein. So, this is why we're here. We are at the house of Hussein, the Majlis of Hussein, to repay our oath of allegiance to him. Take your hearts, your souls to Karbala. Ya Sayyidana wa Maulana. إِنَّا تَوَجَّهْنَا وَاسْتَشْفَعْنَا وَتَوَسَّلْنَا بِكَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَقَدَّمْنَاكَ بَيْنَ يَدَيْ حَاجَاتِنَا All of us together يا وجيها عند الله يا وجيها عند الله Those who want to write their names amongst the Za'areen of Imam Al-Hussein, this Arba'een. Those who are given the privilege to be amongst the millions of people who are there, raise your voice with me. Ya
يا وجيهان Tonight we read the Masaib of Imam Al-Hussein's farewell and the Masaib of the six-month-year-old infant Aliyun Al-Akbar. So get your hearts ready to shed tears on the eve of the 10th of Muharram. Imam Al-Hussein stood out of the tent after he looked. There were no men left in his camp, all slain. He wore the amama of his grandma. And he sat on the back of his horse. He came towards the camp of the woman, the tent of Zainab. And he called out, Ahl bayti al-wida. الوداع الوداع قد قرب منكم الافتجاع Oh my family, come, come so I can say my goodbyes to you. Those are the last moments. Sayyida Zainab comes to him, she says to him, Ya Aba Abdullah, before you go, please take a look at this Radiq, this Tifl, this baby, he is about to die. Go and take, Go and take him, to, him the to the enemies. Maybe they would give him a drop of water. Imam al-Hussein looked at him and this baby could not even move. He took him towards the enemies. He says, oh, the Shia of Al-Bani Sufyan. Do you know anyone besides me who is the grandson of Rasulullah? They said, no. He says, do you know anyone besides me who Rasulullah said Al-Hasan wal-Hussein Sayyidai Shababi Ahlil Jannah Hassan and Hussein are the masters of the youth of paradise do you know anyone besides me who is a grandson to a prophet of God on the face of this earth they said no he said then take this baby in kana then bullil kibar fama then buhada tif khuduh waskuhu sharbatan min al-ma'ah what is the punishment? What is the crime of this infant? Take him, give him some water. Even the enemies, they wanted to give him water. Some of them said, take the baby, give him some water. Umar ibn Sa'ad came. Allahu Akbar, Antal Mu'azza, Ya Sahib Al-Zaman. He called Harmala. He said, Harmala, do you see Hussein? He said, yes. He says, do you see the baby? He says, yes. He says, do you see the neck of the baby? He says, Yes, he says, I want your arrow to land in the neck of the baby. Allahu Akbar, Ayn al Munadi, wa Husayna, wa Sayyida, wa Mazluma, Faramahu Harmalatun, Bisahmin, the Thalas, the Shuab, wa the Bahahu, Alayad, the Abi. أين المنادي وحسينا 
the arrow landed in the neck of the child. Imam Al Hussein took the blood of the child. He threw it to the skies. He says, Oh Allah, this is my my last sacrifice on this day. Accept this humble sacrifice from me. They say, tradition say, listen to me. Tradition say, Imam Al Hussein stopped. He was wondering, how am I going to take this child back to his mother? What am I going to tell his mother? I took Ali Al-Akbar, he was in warfare. I took Qasim, I took the rest of them. But what about a six-month-year-old infant? So he put him under his Aba. He was hiding him. He came to the tents. He called out his sister Zainab. She came out. She says, Ya Aba Abdullah, did they quench his thirst? He says to her, take this baby, but don't let his mother see him. The mother came, she saw the baby. She began to cry, she began to weep. Imam Al Hussein says, you know what, give the baby back to me. What did he do? Allahu Akbar. He went, he took his sword, he dug a small grave. A tiny grave and he buried this infant in the grave. Then he came back, he went into the tent of the woman. He said, Ya Rabab, Ya Sukaina, Wa Ya Um Kulthum, Wa Ya Zainab, Wa Ya Layla, Halummu Ilayya Al-Wida, Al-Wida. Imam Al Hussein, you know what he told the woman? He said, Go and change your attire to the attire of the prisoners of war. Allahu Akbar. Wa Muhammadah. Wa they all held on to Imam Al Hussein. They held on to his clothes. We're not going to let you go, Ya Aba Abdullah. What will happen to us? Imam Al Hussein came out of the tent saying, Bismillah wa billah wa fi sabilillah. Wallahu akbar. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. One more time, Imam Al Hussein raised his voice. Brothers, don't be shy. Sisters, I want you to raise your voice. You cannot be shy tonight. This is Imam Al Hussein. Even if the tears aren't coming, raise your voice. Raise your voice with whom? With his mother Fatima Zahra, with his grandfather Rasulullah. He was about to leave, brothers and sisters. Suddenly he heard a voice from the tent calling out, Mahlan Mahla, Mahlan Mahla, Yabn Zahra. Mahlan, Mahlan, Zahra. All of us together, what does it mean? It means Yabna Zahra. Oh, the son of Fatima, slow down, slow down, you're going too quick. Mahlan, Mahlan, Zahra. All of us. 
مهلان مهلا All of us together مهلان مهلا يا صاحب الزمان بيوتنس on this عزاء for your grandfather حسين one more time مهلان مهلا Who is it? Who is it? He descended from his horse. He realized this his sister Zainab. Zainab, what is it that you need? She said, Oh, Ya Hussein, I want you to look towards Medina and lift up your shirt for me, O Hussein. He says, Zainab, what's happened? She says, When I was with my mother Fatima, and it was her last moments, she told me, Oh, Zainab, on the 10th of Muharram, no one will there be there for Hussein besides you on that last moment Allahu Akbar on that last moment there will be no one before Shimr sits on the chest of your brother Hussein take him by the chest kiss his chest and tell him that this is the amana of your from your mother Fatima to Zahra Allahu Akbar she took Hussein towards Medina she kissed the chest of Abba Abdullah Allahu Akbar and then she looked towards Medina she says Ya Ummah Ya Fatima Adi Amanati Adzaytuha this is what you had asked of me, oh my mother Fatima. Allahu Akbar, Imam Al Hussein would go every while. He would return to the camp of the woman and he would shout out, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah, meaning I am still there. Allahu Akbar, ya sahib al zaman. I don't know how to say this, but suddenly the woman, they saw the horse of Hussein returning, but without his mask. Let us shout out Wa Husayna Wa Mazluma Wa Sayyida Wa Atshana for a few moments, brothers and sisters, I want you to stand up. It is the eve of Ashura. Rise, I want you to all rise. Men, women, wherever you are, I want you to rise. I want you to beat your chest for Imam Al Hussein in those moments and repeat after me. I want to see the Shabab. I want to see the burning love they have for Imam Al Hussein on this night. All together we read Zainabun Tan'a Akhaha Bilbukai Zainabun Tan'a Akhaha Bilbukai The Husaynun Fadirin Mindimai Wa Husayna Wa Husayna Wa Husayna Wa Husayna Upstairs in the back everyone Zainabun Tan'a Akhab Al-Kai Tha Husaynun Fi Ghadirin Min Dima'i Wa Husayna Wa Hussein
زينب تنعى أخاها بالبكاء ذا حسين في غير من دماء وحسينا 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 أيها العين نجودا بانسجامي وامزج الدمع بدم للإمام واهجروا طيب الهجوع فهو ضامي فحسين ما تعطشانا طعينا وحسينا Brothers, it needs to be louder than this. You need to shake this building tonight. Zainab tan'a akhaha bilbukai Dha Husaynun fi ghadirin min dimai Wa Husayna جلس الشمر على صدر الشهيد وفراب العنف أودج الوريد وحسين مثل قرآن مجيد مزقوه كسروا ذاك السفينة وحسينا وحسينا إن رزق السبط أحنا للضلوع تبكي عيناي له حمر الدموع ويشب النار في القلب المروع خضبت فاطم شعرا بالدماء The sisters of Fatima خضبت فاطم شعرا بالدماء وكذاك المصطفى في كربلاء وابكى اليوم كل الأنبياء فحسين قطعوا منه الوتينا وحسينا زينب تنعى أخاها ذا حسين في غدير وحسينا 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 وحسينا